welcome to Australian Women Preach, a podcast that aims to raise women's voices in preaching the gospel. Our intention is to model the church we want to be, inclusive, diverse and welcoming. Brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church and The Grail in Australia. Kathy Lambert is a Minister of the Word in the Uniting Church, currently on leave completing her PhD. Her research explores how contemporary women on the edge of the church respond to the lives and writings of the Beguine mystics. Kathy is the author of A Mandala a Month workbook, which helps people discover the use of mandalas as a spiritual tool. Welcome. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land from which I am speaking to you today, the Wadundi people. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, who have cared and continue to care for this land on which I have the privilege to live. Today I'm reflecting on the final passage from John chapter 6, beginning at verse 60. I wonder if you've ever played that community building game where someone begins a story with a sentence or two and then it's passed to the next person to add their contribution. The story continues from person to person, gaining momentum and hilarity as it progresses. It is an activity I recall around campfires, at youth group events, at large family gatherings, and with young people for whom English was a second language. It is a simple game with few rules and can involve people of all ages and abilities. It's a great icebreaker, an effective time filler and often a seriously good laugh. There is, however, one essential element in this game, participation. If people in the circle fail to contribute, pass to the next person or spend too long thinking, the story falters, the laughter fades, the game falls flat. Participation is the key. But you have no idea where the story will head next or any clue what your next contribution will be until it lands in your lap. In the Gospel reading for today, we come to the end of what has seemed a long string of bread stories, which perhaps have become a little monotonous compared to the game I've just described. And so we come to this odd encounter to conclude the chapter, where a whole bunch of disciples choose to turn back and no longer follow Jesus. These are not church shoppers stopping by to try Jesus out. These are disciples, those committed to following Jesus' way. So what is it that causes them to leave? Is it simply that they've had enough of the bread talk or is there something more? The text suggests that what Jesus is teaching is just too hard for these people. Perhaps this was not the Christ they had hoped for. Like many today, maybe they wanted a saviour with a magic wand who would fix the problems of the world. Instead, Jesus is asking for full participation from his disciples. 
His talk of bread ends with Jesus suggesting he is the bread of life and they must eat. Of course, a literal, physical understanding completely misses Jesus' point. Jesus drew crowds wherever he travelled. People would come and listen to his teaching or would stand by in hope of healing. Here, though, Jesus is saying, don't just stand by waiting for some miracle. Devour my teaching. Let it become part of you so that you too are transformed and become part of this life-giving movement. Jesus is seeking a yes to the life he offers, a commitment which requires getting involved. Richard Rohr talks about two types of faith. He calls them positive faith and negative faith. I like to think of them more as yes faith and no faith. Raw argues it is much easier to gather people around a no faith. People who want to say no to abortion or no to ill treatment of refugees or no to violence against women or no to marriage equality, whatever the issue may be, if people want to say no, there is a lot of energy and crowds will gather. It is much more difficult to gather people to say yes to something. A yes faith has an intimacy about it. It is not about what you are fighting or what you are against, but instead the thing you are in love with, the thing that makes you get out of bed each morning. I wonder what that is for you. In today's gospel, we see these two faiths played out. The disciples who turned away followed Jesus in the hope that he would have the answers to change the world about them. Perhaps they gathered with the crowds with a no to Roman domination, a no to the injustices they were experiencing, a no to corruption and hypocrisy. In hearing Jesus' teaching, the fear that drives them kicks in. Perhaps it is the fear of losing their tradition, their family, or even their life. Jesus is asking too much in asking them to say yes. And then Jesus turns to Peter. Do you want to leave too? Although Peter often stumbles and fumbles his way through life, here he answers with a yes. To whom shall I go? You have the words of eternal life, he says. These are the words of someone who has experienced the divine love offered and can see no other way. Now, I can't help relating today's passage to my current work with women who find themselves on the edge of the church. In today's society, with declining church attendance and ageing congregations, this passage could be used by churchgoers to justify their pious position and throw judgment at those who have chosen to leave the institutional church. I have attended a lot of church throughout my life. It has been an important foundation 
for my faith. But I must say, I have seen an awful lot of people come along very passively, ready to sit and soak up whatever the person at the front has to offer. Is attending church about saying yes to God or following Jesus? Many of the women I have interviewed in my research no longer attend church. Some may say that they have lost their way or have backslidden. In listening to their stories, however, it is evident that for many of them, their choice was to move away from a no faith towards a yes faith. Their choice to participate more fully in God's story led them out into the community and to deep places in their relationship with God. The gospel for today is not about loyalty to an institution. It is about participation in the depth and vastness of God's story. The historical women I am introducing to these contemporary women on the edge of the church knew about this full participation. The begging mystics from the 13th century speak of their relationship with God with such intimacy. Mechtilde of Magdeburg, in book four of her Flowing Light of the Godhead, says, God has enough of all good things except one. Of communion with humans, God can never have enough. This is the reason Mechtilde got up every morning to commune with her God, to fully participate in the relationship with the divine. This yes to relationship with God is not passive. It bubbles over in acts of service, cries for justice, advocacy, feeding the hungry, sitting with those in prison, and maybe in attending church. This yes cannot be contained or controlled. It can be scary. It can involve risk. This yes that Jesus is calling for from his disciples is about God's love becoming one with our lives. Just as the bread we consume becomes part of our body, our very being, so too does the love of God. No longer can we compartmentalise our lives into different containers, restricting our spiritual lives to one day of the week. There is no longer any distinction between secular and sacred when we fully participate in our relationship with God. I want to close with a short passage from Khalil Gibran's The Prophet, which poetically sums this up. It uses the bread imagery of John 6, and I've changed the words slightly just to make them inclusive. Like sheaves of corn, God gathers you unto God's self. God threshes you to make you naked. God sifts you to free you from your husks. God grinds you to whiteness. God needs you until you are pliant. And then God assigns you to God's sacred fire that you may become sacred bread for God's sacred feast. 
All these things shall love do unto you, that you may know the secrets of your heart, and in that knowledge become a fragment of life's heart. When you love, you should not say, God is in my heart, but rather, I am in the heart of God. May your yes to participating in the heart of God bless you this week. Amen. You have been listening to Australian Women Preach, brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church, and The Grail in Australia. You can find out more about WATAC at watac.net.au and The Grail at grailaustralia.org.au. The music in this podcast is from the song Truth, from the album Into Silence, by songwriter, musician, theologian and teacher Danielle Ann Lynch. You can hear the full version on Spotify. Spotify.